Yeah, this weekend, literally, the only thing I'm going to be doing is, like, catching up on anime and working on the drop. When's the drop again? So I had to push it back because I got hit with a few crazy projects at work. We're probably... It's probably going to be the 27th. Mm-hmm. That's like, what, in a week? Yeah, almost a week. Yeah. Yeah. Always drop on Friday. Mm-hmm. How long has it been since you last vented? It was the runes, right? Well, technically, it was the Tezos pieces. Oh, yeah, yeah. But this is like a whole collection, right? This is like a good amount of, of work. Oh, yeah. It should be like 20, 20 pieces total. Six pieces from the original memory uh, series. And then 14 new runes. Oh, so it's, oh, it's a... Is it two... Drops or is it just like a joint thing and you're just adding to both collections? Yeah, it's a joint thing. It's like because I haven't dropped on memory since maybe like last year, and I haven't dropped on runes since like April, I think. I'm just adding to both, and then the new project has something to do with both of those collections. So I'm basically going to announce that new project on the same day. And that's what, you know, the whole concept of the, uh, the drop is like, have you just a, bunch of, just a bunch of art? Yeah. Yeah. Is it tied to your daily stuff you've been dropping or is that it's whole separate thing? Oh yeah. It's tied to the dailies. It's tied to the dailies. I feel like I'm imposing too much though. No, I was gonna ask about that because re- usually you don't post much art. You just like wait until you have a whole collection ready to drop, and then you just like drop a whole flood of art. Uh, <laughs> but it's been like super cool seeing like the daily ones even making. Um, they have their own little like feel to it, um, and they feel like little snippets of like overall pieces. Hey man, you said it, brother. That's literally what it is. Um, I'm about to tweet another piece out right now, but yeah, those pieces are all um, in the project. They're called murals, um, and basically they're like the rectangular vertical pieces. But each each mural comes from a set, and it also comes from a design a color family so there's like the pixel set which are you know pixel art versions of what i think are like important sculptures Mm -hmm. and then there's like the graffiti alphabet which is just my take on every letter in the alphabet in my writing style then there's original characters which are like a part of the character set And then there's, you know, just like writing in general, you know, different hits, like different marker styles that I work on pretty consistently. Um, What else is in that set? Uh, 
I'm pretty sure that's like the three or four families. And then the colors are like the little codes underneath. So like if you see the thing where it's like, you know, zero zero three uh B R E D and then it's like forty two or something like that. Mm-hmm. That's like the code for that mural. So <laughs> I sound like a crazy person right now, but it's like that first thing is a design. The second thing is the color family. So the BREDs, the bread, just like the, the black and red stickers. And then um, the last number is, let me make sure I'm getting this right. That's crazy. I was going to ask about the, the letters and numbers. I thought it was like file names. Just so okay. like organized. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> The first number is, um, like, the page. Because, like, basically the way that everything's processed is, like, in pages. So there's, like, page one and page two. Then the second letter is the color family. And then the third um, number is the actual design number. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It's, like, basically if you remember like what code you have in the project, you'll be able to literally just type that in and that'll populate. So if like you see one of the symbols and you're like, yo, that's like the symbol that I feel like represents me. And like, that's the symbol that I want to make all my discs with. You'll be able to like, just type that in and see every iteration of it. That's crazy. Have you ever thought about making, like, actual physicals of the discs? Yeah, so what I'm going to do with that is, like, when the project drops, because I'm trying to do way more physical stuff. Like, the digital works are, like, you know, just the launching point. But I'm going to have this thing. It's going to be called a uh, memory kit or a creator kit. And basically, it's going to be a box <laughs> gonna have a really dope design um but in that kit is gonna be stickers stencils patches Mm -hmm. like you know enamel pins and you'll be able to like just get a gang of things in one box instead of just selling all those things separately you'll be able to just get a gang of things in one box but it'll be random so like you know, one person might get this, another person might get that. And depending on what you own, you know, it might determine which what's in your box. Um, but, yeah, the creator kit is going to have everything in it. And then people will just be able to go crazy um, and put it on stuff. And the stencils will be for graffiti or like, you know, if they want to spray something or, you know, use it for clothing, like a painted like a, they want to paint their own one-on-one you know hoodie or mm-hmm. something they'll be able to use that stencil but yeah it's going to be called the creator kit or memory kit but yeah it's going to be really really lit yeah no that's that's a crazy concept um cool you can just like ship out a little like a care package and let the collectors you know do whatever exactly that, that's like that's sick yeah it's going to be lit it's going to be lit
Mm-hmm. Do you have? I wanted to ask you, um, based on like each collection, what was the favorite one that you did out of both uh, the memories or the rooms? Hmm. Let me pull them up. Um, because I, I I was <laughs> I was browsing them all, um, earlier, because uh, I had forgotten like what exactly they looked like. Mm-hmm. They're all like super distinct. I wanted to ask you about your process and like selecting which like design you're gonna do like how you come about each design but it was hard to choose what was like actually my favorite so Raul has uh i think my favorite memory the oreos uh, the cookies and cream yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> that's i think my all-time favorite and then for the runes that one was super tough to be honest um, I think the one that Cliff has, the Mech Reaper. Ugh. Yeah, honestly, Cliff might have my favorite, but I need to look. Hold on. Honestly, hmm, my favorite rune probably, I really love the one that Busher has, the Poet Reaper. I just love the shapes. It has really, really good momentum. And it was one of the first ones that I made in that original runes collection. Also, the one that uh, that uh, is like the Reaper holding the world. I really like that one too. But I think the Mech Reaper is probably the coolest in just in terms of like yo i can make that a toy it's like a character i've never seen before in like you know a lot of animes and stuff like the this concept of like you know like a gundam well it's just like a a deity that's infused with like technology Mm -hmm. um do you usually do you usually bring other people on stage during these or no i can bring them usually we wait until the end but if you want to no, nah, I was just wondering um, if anybody wants to feel free, but uh, but yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Usually we just like talk about things, but if you want to, you know, open the floor up, we can go start letting people up. Oh no, nah, no, nah. I'm just messing up the program. Um, <laughs> there <is no> program. <laughs> but no, nah, I really like the Mercury. But also, really, the Alien um, number fifty, the Dark Visitor. That one was like, that was the first one I made in the second collection, and it kind of is like set the tone for everything it's just real heavy heavy vibe i love the shapes it has really good momentum it's like you know opposing um pressure like because he's coming like a triangle shape up top then a triangle shape on the bottom upside down um but yeah it's kind of like modeled after the uh star of david oh um but yeah (laughs) But yeah, just this shapes, man. Just shapes. Uh mm-hmm. but yeah. Um and then for the memory collection, I think Terrell's is probably my favorite. But there's so many dope ones, and the new one I'm about to post is one of my favorites as well. I'm actually post two new ones. The um you called it frosted black. Yeah. That that one, oh, man. It looks like velvet. 
And I've never like seen that type of color be described like that. <laughs> I was like, that's like the perfect description uh, for the color. Yeah, bro. I'm just like, for me, like a really, really big influence is like literally like just technology. So like when I was growing up, I had the first system I ever had was a Nintendo 64, but I had the translucent purple 64. and it was literally just like the coolest shit ever and i had the translucent purple controller too and then i would go over my homie's house and then like you know i had a homie that had i think there was a blue one it was just all blue and it was solid and just like the different and it feels like really funny to talk about like emotions and referring to technology but it's just a different emotion between like that translucent purple and that like flat blue, or I think it might've been just flat gray. Mm-hmm. And um, those are kind of like the mechanisms that I try to tap into. So, I mean, even when, like the Game Boy Advance, I don't know if y'all remember like the frosted uh, translucent Game Boy Advance, but I had like a ice blue Game Boy Advance and it was slightly translucent so you could see what was inside. I had the purple one. My brother had that one. My brother had the solid purple. And it was just like looking at them both, it's the same thing. But it's just like two different um, levels of like materiality and what it infers. And like being able to see inside and the inner workings is different than like, you know, mm-hmm. just a really solid uh, purple where you can see the texture. You know, it's like really, really stated. So that type of stuff is like really interesting to me. And creating that type of stuff, especially when the stuff that I'm making is literally not real. Like, it's like, it's like really elaborate lie that I can like control, you know, to such like a detailed degree. And I can like infer so many things about something. I can, I could, you know, make something look heavy where you mm-hmm. can't, you can never like see how much it weighs because like it's not real. You know what I mean? I can make something look light. I can make something look cold or like, you know. Right. I can make something look old or new, but it's really like none of it is real, you know? Mm-hmm. What's What's your favorite thing to work with? Because like when I look at your work, there's, it's always like strong on everything, like line work, color, texture, uh, design, uh, symmetry and everything. Um, what's like your favorite element to to work it to work with like focus on because I know most of your pieces are like heavily textured um, yeah but your use of color is also like very unique um my favorite thing to work on that's tough man honestly I think fundamentals are really really important. So that's probably what I practice the most, just like literally like good, simple typography. Um, I love writing. I love graffiti. So I'm constantly like filling notebooks, like, and just constantly like trying to refine that sense of like, you know, emotion in lines. Um, And I think one really cool thing is like 
when you practice graffiti, it helps you draw better. It helps you paint better. It helps like stroke confidence. It helps, you know, um, even like adding dimensionality, making things feel because you have to follow rules. And I was talking to somebody about this the other day, but like, you know, like uh, every letter is its own thing. Just like you learn, the, you learn how to draw like the letter G or whatever. And you're like, okay, that's a G. And then the same things that you learn about that is like, you can apply to like drawing the human face or drawing a skull or like, cause it's all just the same thing, you know? Um, and we have to kind of like find a way to like make people believe it's something else. Like, have you ever seen that, um, that painting of the pipe? You know what I'm talking about? The pipe. It's like, there's this painting of a pipe and in the painting it's like written in French and on the top it says, this is not a pipe. Oh, and the painting, <laughs> the whole painting is like basically just a joke. Cause it's like, this is not a pipe. It's literally like a piece of paper you know, right, right, right. With, you know, paint on it. It's mm -hmm. not a pipe, but it's literally like the symbol of it. And we can understand it just like we can understand the letter A or the letter B or whatever. So I feel like my favorite thing to just practice is like fundamentals. It's like layups. Like I'll just draw like 50 N's or 50 M's. And I could just be mindless about that. And like, mm -hmm. and a lot of the uh, textural stuff is just like more so just experimentation, you know, like I'm never like setting out to like, well, sometimes I'll be like, yo, I want this to be translucent or transparent or whatever, mm -hmm. or I want this to have this look. But sometimes I'm just like going in and like just experimenting, messing with stuff um, and just tweaking until I have like, that super um i call it the singularity it's like when it just works and it's just like boom like and now you've no, created it and sense. then i just won't touch it trying to reach that singularity that's cool that's cool how has like i know you mentioned technology and like again looking at your runes you have a lot of like devices and machines um in your work um how has like has technology had an impact on the way you approach like design um and your art um i mean it's so important and i kind of grew up I was born in 1993. So it's like, I got to experience like the turning of the page mm -hmm. to where I have memories of like using a house phone. I have memories of looking at a phone book. Like, I remember like, uh, like my mom, you know, having a phone in her car like in the armrest like you know what i'm saying like and then i saw like social media take over phones become crazier and crazier like i had that nokia 
um, the end, whatever. What was that phone call? I can't remember, but you know, like the Nokia, like it was funny. Cause like on that, I literally had, cause you could change the case and I had a transparent case on my Nokia. You could like mm-hmm. see the lights on the inside and all that shit. It was super cool. But That's I remember when like iPhones took over, like literally had a razor, Blackberry, like sidekick, like, so all these yeah. things were like so important and so like relevant at the time to me. And I was always just interested in, I didn't know it at the time, but I was always interested in industrial design, but I never really like function well in the classic school system. So I never even thought about like, Oh, I should go to school for industrial design. But putting technology in my work is kind of like my way of getting that dream off Um, and being able to uh, represent and like create the things that I would want to make or take someone else's idea and make the changes that I would want to see like it it would have been really cool if there actually were frosted transparent floppy disks, but that doesn't exist in the real mm-hmm. world. Like, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. So yeah, like, uh, it's just like a real thing. And it's also like, you know, they say like artists, we're supposed to, we're supposed to create within the context of the world we live in and a lot of times like we really want to be like the masters like we want to paint like Caravaggio and we want to like you know uh do like Roman sculpture and things like that and those things are all like really amazing disciplines and we should continue those disciplines but putting technology in my work is like my way of commenting on the time that I actually live in. Like, mm-hmm. you know, um, and really trying to like make something that can only be made today because there's only context today, which it would make sense under, you know what I mean? Like it would be, <laughs> it would be like, you know, in the in the renaissance like they weren't trying to recreate cave paintings you know what i mean like yeah, yeah, yeah. they were creating for themselves and a lot of those paintings too are like commentaries on society at that time mm-hmm. um so yeah that's just like my way of like putting the context of my reality into my work um and technology is just lit because you know, I wanted to make music. I wanted to do design. I wanted to edit videos. I wanted to do all those things, but I only needed one computer to do it. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I was yeah. able to like get all those dreams off with one device. You know what I mean? Like, and obviously like you might have to have a camera. You might have to have, you could get a keyboard. You could get, you know, um, a sketchbook or like this stuff and that stuff, but it's just powerful, man. It's just like extremely powerful. 
Um, so yeah, I love, I love technology and like what it means for artists and it's constantly like getting better. I mean, even like with like AI and stuff like that, like that's going to change everything already is changing everything the same way computers did in a way. It's like the next boss, (laughs) like, (laughs) it's like the next, you know what I mean? Mm. Era. Um, but yeah, I really, really think it's important to like speak in our language. You know what I mean? Make things that can only be made today. Mm-hmm. And it's cool to explore things, do whatever you want, like learn, like, you know, doing studies and stuff like that. But I think for me and like what I want to do, like I really want to speak to today and like what's going on. So that is why I use a lot of tech stuff in my work because it's, that's what's going on. You know what I mean? And that's like my life, like what I live. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, do you feel like this applies to the way you approach music? Cause I, you did mention music and I know you've, uh, well, you're, I think you're, hold on, let me double check. Yeah. And like the job, in the job description of your Twitter profile, it says musical artist. And I just thought that was interesting because I think your what people know you for is like your visuals. Um, but how's how's the music going for you? Like, are you making new things right now, or are you just uh, chilling on that? Oh no, nah, I make music all the time. Um, I try not to confuse people um, <laughs> because, like, I just try to go in stages because. I know, I know even like growing up, like I would have art, my art homies and then I would have my music homies. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I had to compete with everybody. And I felt like whenever I would like show my art homies, my music, it was just like, <laughs> they would be like confused. Like, you know what I mean? They would be like, well, this is fire, but I really don't have it because I don't make music, I really don't have a frame of reference to like, you know, make sense of this. And then when I would show my music homies, my art, it would be like, damn, like you're good at that. Do my album cover for a hundred dollars. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or like, you know what I mean? Something like that. And I'm constantly like making music. Like, I mean, I will never stop making music. I'll never stop making art as well but i just like to put things out in a very easy to easy to understand easy to consume way so more music is definitely coming and there's going to be a music activation in the memory project oh, that's cool. um, and we can talk about a little bit of that stuff as well um but yeah it's like two sides of the same coin like mm-hmm. but i honestly And this is why I love like, you know, crypto art and I'm going to say, I'm going to say the dirty word NFTs. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I was playing Um, because it's like, yo, the music industry is literally like unethical at a base human level is unethical. 
even the people that are the most, the biggest artists, quote unquote, are unhappy. Like, I'll give you an example. Who's in this room right now? All right. So, where's Cade? <laughs> so, like, yo, like, we were just doing this big thing for, um, for Roddy Rich, right? Mm. And we had designed a bunch of stuff for his tour line, and all the stuff was fire. I think I sent it in some of the chats, but, and even his oh, management, yeah. even his management was like, yo, this is fire. But the thing about him, you would think of him as like, you know, one of the biggest artists right now. But he literally hates the label so much because of multiple reasons that anything that comes from the label, he literally just doesn't care. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And he's just like, yeah, like, whatever. Like, I don't like y'all. So it's like one of, <laughs> if one of the biggest artists in like, you know what I mean? In music. And someone who would be considered like, you know, an amazing writer, you know, he has classic songs, constantly touring, making a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Like, is so unhappy with the way he's being treated. You know, it's just like, that says something about the industry. Mm -hmm. And... I would rather put all my time and effort into this culture because it's actually fertile soil. Like it's actually, I can grow something here to where anything I do in the music industry. And like, the funny thing is like, you know, my, I'm literally signed to Atlantic. Like you go on the Atlantic website right now. There's a picture of me on there, but I really don't feel like putting more, giving them more stuff, putting out more records with them, doing anything with them because it's not fertile soil. It's, you can only grow with so much. You can only do with so much. And even if you do everything in your power, you're still going to be hitting that glass, that glass ceiling. Like, mm -hmm. and I don't know. It's just like, why would I do that when I can legitimately come on here and connect with people and make relationships and, you know, people want to collect my work. People want to, you know, put um, resources and like figure out what I'm trying to do. And like, you know, bro, like literally I, <laughs> I've like, and I really don't care about the money aspect, but for when I signed my deal, I've literally made more than that entire deal was worth already. And I haven't dropped a single song here yet. This is just purely off of art and, you know, JPEGs. Mm -hmm. But it's bigger than JPEGs, obviously, but yeah. <laughs> it's like, Bro, it's like, why why would I put so much time into playing the industry game mm -hmm. when I know ultimately, even if I win, even if I get a song that gets you know two billion streams, right? Mm 
like it's not it, it's not in the long run it's not going to work out for me so it's like i just rather like build here meet people mm-hmm. here like i've met cool like cool ass people here like you know what i mean like really really dope artists and i feel like we put our heads together we come up with amazing ideas and i feel like i'm talking like way too crazy right now but um well, you good, the, you good. the music industry man is just literally they they prey on people like they prey it's like a very predatory space and they prey on people's aspirations. So they know people are like growing up with, ah, like I want to get signed. Like I want to be a rapper. Like I want to, you know what I mean? Go on tour. Like, and my homie goes on tour. He's like literally fucking miserable. He's like, yo, I can't even like, I take a shit in a different bathroom every day. Like I can't, he's like, (laughs) he's like, yo, I just miss my bathroom. Like that is like, not chill like you know like people are like super unhappy like i don't know if you saw like the yk osiris video but he's literally talking about you know how like the music industry has pushed him to like want to end his life like artists aren't happy and then me being you know me being an artist on the label and being a designer who designs things for artists on the label i hear everything like i hear all the conversations like i know how execs the mentality of execs and how they're approaching artists i know how they think how they think an artist should be treated i know the things that are important to them and these are the people that are literally in control of people's careers and it's scary, bro. It's like, and after, after like doing all that, you know, like literally the dream realized, you know what I mean? Like walking up the mountaintop in a way, like literally moving across the entire country to Hollywood, to LA, like living here, studio sessions, like the crazy shit that, you know, people work towards dream about and it's literally like cap the entire music industry is cap there's good people in it but a corrupt system will always corrupt a good person it's literally like when it this is my last part to this tangent but it's literally like when an artist gets really hot what's the first thing they do they offer them an imprint you know, it's like an artist gets really hot. They're like, yo, you should do your own label. And then they get that artist to sign all their homies like to their label, which is really owned by the main label. Mm-hmm. And it's literally like an MLM. <laughs> it's literally <laughs> like, yeah, bring us more slaves. Like, you know what I mean? It's so predatory and mm. it's just unethical. And like all the, all, all the rest of the music stuff I'm going to do, like, I'm going to do it on my own platform. I'm going to do it here. I'm going to do it in a way that makes sense for me. I'm the anti-clout chaser. I'm like, (laughs) that shit is just corny to me. It's just... That's real. You know what I mean? And like, 
and this is not someone who's like failed quote unquote like everything I set out to do I did it and it's literally like you know going to the mountaintop and it's just the Wendy's up there mm-hmm. it's like nothing up there bro but weird people who think they're literally the main character in the movie and they're supposed to be serving artists. They're supposed to be servants of a vision and the only people they're serving is themselves. Mm. So that's all I'm going to say. I feel like, I feel like I had to get that out. But yeah, music's coming. Music's coming. Yeah. I was going to get into that. Um, I had like a couple questions about music, but before I forgot, I was going to ask you um, if you had the chance to redesign a company company logo, uh, which one would you set out to do? Hmm. Okay. Like a brand Honest- new, like, this is like Roz written all over it. Regardless, you know, if it's like Apple or whatever, not like you can redesign it to whatever you want it to be. If I can redesign... Probably super rare. (laughs) (laughs) Why? (laughs) I mean, I mean, it's just mid. The logo's mid. Uh, It could be better. It could be more forward thinking. Mm -hmm. Um, Speaking of super rare, um, when I was scrolling through your media, I forgot that you're actually on Super Rare, but you've yet to mint anything. Um, is there any plans on, you know, having a collection there soon or anything? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I'm going to do, I'm going to mint some things on Super Rare. I'm like super, super like, you know, gracious. And it's really, really dope, you know, to be a quote unquote Super Rare artist. But, um, I'm kind of just like, you know, focused on building, you know, what I'm trying to build for me. You know what I mean? And like, I really, really think it's important to um, have leverage in any given situation. So... I would rather build up the value on, on, you know, a personal level, like something that is 100% me I own mm-hmm. and then plug that in to whatever makes sense. And it makes sense to, for me to mint, for me to mint on super rare. Um, mm-hmm. I just, it wasn't something that like, it wasn't something that for me personally, like what I'm trying to do is like, was a, you know, super like immediately necessary thing. And it's cool that I was able to like be invited on there and stuff like that. But um, I'm just taking my time. Like I'm not in a race with anybody. I'm not like, you know, trying to like, ingratiate myself to this one specific group of people like 
I want it to be everybody. I want it. I want my art to be like you know within reach for everybody at any given cost amount. Mm-hmm. And I think that's more powerful for like what I'm trying to achieve. Um, obviously, everybody has their own story, their own life, their own goals, their own thing that they want to do, their own vision. Um, but, but yeah, for me, it was just kind of like, I, um, I think it's dope. I think it's dope for like, you know, five or 10 people to each spend a shitload of money on one thing. But I feel like for what I'm trying to accomplish, it gives me more power and momentum for a million people to have access to one thing at a lower mm-hmm. price point. Yeah, Does that I make that sense? Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. So yeah, I'm thinking like I'm gonna I'm gonna spin the block on Super Rare for sure though. Cause they, originally I was gonna do Chocolate Cat on Super Rare, but then I was just like, yo, why am I like why am I in a rush? Like, right? I know what I'm doing. Like, and the only reason why at the time I felt like I needed to mint is because everybody else was, and it's like you know this coveted thing, and it's like a stamp to to a lot of people and to myself. Like a, a long time, you know, I was like, yo, it means something, and I do think it means something. Um, but I think it means more for us to kind of like build out our own platforms when we can, because I know it's not easy and I know it's not cheap and it's like one of the hardest things I've ever done in this process of like, you know, working out the memory project, but Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm like, yo, I want to do like, I want to try to attempt the hardest thing, you know what I mean? Like, and see what I learn um, in the process. But I have a series called uh, Rituals that I'm going to do with Super Rare. Ooh, that sounds interesting. Yeah, it's going to be lit. Um, just a quick shout out. I know, I know Cliff had to come out flexed up <laughs> with, the, with the Reaper. But quick shout out to Cliff and Mercury rocking their runes in the crowd. They they look sick. <laughs> you did your thing on those. Nah, facts, man. Shout out to Mercury. Shout out to Cliff. Cliff has one of my faves, man. I'm not going to yeah, lie. That bro. orange, that orange is tasty. I'm not going to lie, bro. I'm like, and I'm working on the new, the 14 new ones now. And I'm like, yo, this is like the bar. So, like, all the next ones, I need them to be that level of fire. Not to say that all the other ones aren't, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they just got to hit. They just got to hit. They just got to hit. Yeah. We're getting a little bit close to the one-hour mark. Um, Earth is on stage. I don't know if you wanted to speak anything about uh, Turan's Earth, but you're more than welcome to. And if anybody else in the crowd wants to come on up, and ask Ross anything, or just you know, chill with us, hang out. Uh, just go ahead and request, and then we'll go ahead and bring you right up. But 
Earth, go ahead, and then we'll get to speaking on the music uh, side of things. Yo, Earth, Earth might not even be there, brother. I'm saying straight cap. Straight cap. Straight cap. We just left the phone trying to take up the space. I'm going to kick him out. <laughs> <laughs> nah, for real. I'm uh, going to pull the plug. But yeah, yeah, super, super definitely coming. But um, dude, I love minty stuff on Foundation. I don't know. Yeah, their logo, no, their the logo is so fire. Their whole thing is so clean. It glows. It looks beautiful. Like that's what I, I like the experience of Foundation. Like way, way more. Yeah. Um, bro, and I literally can I can have a GIF as my profile picture. Like. I don't know. I'm biased. They know I love Foundation, man. <laughs> they they know I'm in the Foundation yeah. Illuminati. Um, I know you be on them calls with them. I don't know what y'all be talking about. But... <laughs> <laughs> hey, what are you talking about, brother? I mean, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> what? Are you, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, nah. <laughs> but yeah, unmuted for that. Shout out, Eric. <laughs> No, nah, I love this interview. So I've just been listening. I, I, I was, I raised my hand to be on stage because uh, you were asking. Roz was asking to let people up, so I thought I was gonna ask questions. But yo, know, you guys are doing amazing. Roz, I love you. Y'all gotta love you. I love you, dude, brother. Love you, but yeah, dude, yeah, foundation so- is just clean, man. Mm-hmm. Shout out, shout out, fan foundation. But yeah, what were you gonna say? I was um, gonna ask you about your your music project. I actually had a like a question planned if you were ever gonna like do a musically focused project on on the chain. But you, I know you mentioned that you have like something planned, but it's like tied in with the with the visuals, right? Exactly, bro. Because the project I'm working on now, it's called Collective Memory, and essentially, people will be able to go in create their own discs and choose from like this huge library of art that I've made huge, like color families, you know, different styles and stuff. They'll be able to go in there, choose literally like their disc material. You know what I mean? They'll be able to choose like there's pattern discs, there's gradients, there's, you know, camos, there's like so many things. There's literally over, 9,000 assets that I've made over the last year, like six months. Well, I made a bunch of things at first and then we did the first test and it wasn't hidden. But the Mm -hmm. cool thing about it not hitting was I saw exactly where it wasn't hitting at. So then those are the things that I doubled down on on the second round of art. So I literally wasted like four months of my life, but it wasn't a waste because I saw the weaknesses in the end. Exactly. And then when I came back, we just ran the, uh, the, we just put the new assets up and like, dog, it's insane. Ah, dude, I'm kind of like tempted to drop the test link so people can like mess with it. But yeah, um, yeah I know you mentioned the tweet. I think I saw it um, about you've been working on something for like months and months. And I was like, yeah. I wonder what it is because you always like work on things for like behind the scenes and then you just like drop the the whole care package so i was like really curious as to um, what that is and you're saying we a lot um is it like a who are you working with 
So um, I'll actually pin a tweet um, with the proper parties. Uh, But yeah, basically I'm working with a good friend of mine. Um, My friend, his name is Joe Chella. And how I met Joe was he shot my first music video ever. So if you go on YouTube and you type in Roswell block game, it's literally like the first video I ever, um, I ever did. Um, that project was released through Ausla at the time I was literally signed to Skrillex, which is like the most random shit ever, but shout out to Skrillex. <laughs> yeah, that's wild. <laughs> <laughs> Just like casually going to drop that. I, had uh, bro. I, had a, um, I was going to ask you like, who has been like the craziest people you've worked with? Because like Skrillex is not just a random name; they just drop like that. I mean, but bro, if you know me, like you know that's like super funny and like makes no sense in a way, <laughs> but it kind of does. Um, but yeah, uh, but yeah, I basically Joe like literally shot those videos with me, and then when we did the user X project with Atlantic, he shot those videos with me too. So we've just been homies for like years and that's how we met. And he was the one that was like, yo, you should get into um, crypto art and like NFTs and stuff. I said the bad word again, but at the time, (laughs) (laughs) at the time I was like, yo, I don't know anything about this. He kind of pushed me to do it. And then the other person, uh, I uh, did the project with is, is uh, a dev named Sam. Uh, his name is Sam Deck on Twitter. Um, but he used to be a foundation dev. And he bought a bunch of my work. And then me and him just started talking. And um, he was like, yo, I literally like believe in what you're doing. And anything you need from me, I got you. That was real. Bro, like literally like a blessing. And the dope thing I like about working with them is like they're normal people. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> so we all just get along and it's just like, you know, it's really, really chill. And we all kind of like want to accomplish the same thing, um, which is, you know, it's, it's rare in life that, you know, you just unify with people to that degree. So, so yeah, I'm trying to find the tweet where I tweeted about them, but I can't find it. Hold on a second. But yeah, what, what else were you going to ask? Um, I forgot. Um, it was more about music. I'm listening to the block, uh, block game right here. Um, yeah, bro. I was rewatching the, uh, the user music video and I had, I haven't seen it in a while, in a long time. And I was like, yo, it has really raw back here, man. <laughs> It was just crazy to see because I'm, I'm just like, I just imagine you at, like at your Mac just working all day drawing. Um, I don't I, like I know you're a music artist, but I don't really know much of that. So it was like hard to picture. But Bro. Like, man, just, man just does it all. It's funny, man. Like, I really I'm trying not to like confuse people, man, because like, dude, there was a time where my bio had. I was like, yo, designer. Or now the first thing was like musician, producer, 
uh, artist, illustrator, graphic designer, like, and I had so much shit in my bio. And I was just like, yo, if you went to a restaurant and they were like, yeah, we serve sushi, Italian food, um, Indian food, <laughs> like we serve everything. You would be like, nah, you can't trust this. <laughs> but if, you know, Gordon Ramsay made a steakhouse and it's like, yo, that's his steakhouse. And then he wanted to make, you know, a sandwich shop. That's his sandwich shop. They only serve sandwiches there. So on, like, it makes more sense to people because people get overwhelmed with information. And like I said, like chilling with all my music homies, they wouldn't get it about all the art shit that I did and using Photoshop and this, this and that. Chilling with my art homies. I would, they'd be like drawing a bunch of shit and I might just like draw a bunch of shit and just cook up a little beat on headphones. So it's like, it's like these two worlds that just kind of like work in my favor. Mm-hmm. But I try to just like, you know, the people that are there for the sandwiches, they can go to the sandwich shop. The people that are there for the steaks, they can go to the steakhouse. You know what I mean? But we might do like a prime rib collaboration one day where, you know, it might be a steak sandwich. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> no, that's true. That's true. Because one of the things that as an artist, um, whenever I try a new thing, I always think about like later down the road when I like collectively have all these skills, um, what I can do with all that knowledge. Um, and one of like my main goals is to like actually make like a short film. Mm-hmm. Um, and just because I, I love visuals, you know, if I get into 3D, I can like do computer graphics, CGI, and the whole thing. But you can do the same and like compose things uh, and make the soundtrack and the score and the sounds. Uh, have you ever thought about doing something like a large scale project like that? Yeah, one hundred percent. Um, when I um when the Collective Memory project comes out, basically. Each, each mint will be a disc, you know what I mean? And the cool thing about that is discs literally hold information. So with that disc, there's going to be an activation we have where, you know, you have your disc, it reads your wallet, and then it'll be like, yo, your disc contains, you know, this information. And it could be a song or it could be another piece of art or a video or like whatever. So that's another reason why I really love using a disc because outwardly facing, you're like, yeah, this is a really cool thing, but there's actually like internal storage in every disc where things are Mm -hmm. stored. So music, literally I'm going to do a whole memory album or mixtape or whatever. And uh, you'll be able to like, you know, have fun with that as well. I'm not, I don't, I don't want to say exactly what it's going to be because I, at any given point, I'm just working on the coolest idea and I might just think of a cooler idea for the music activation, mm-hmm. but that's a skill set that like, like I said, I'm never going to stop making music. Like I'm literally going to be, you know, 
80 years old on my laptop cooking up in the retirement home. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> just making heat. Like that's real. <laughs> <laughs> that's the goal right there. You know what I'm saying? Like, or playing guitar, or like whatever mm-hmm. I'm doing. So, and same thing with art, same thing with art, bro. Like I'm going to be on Photoshop when I'm 80, like real, real life. Mm-hmm. If you have to get, give one of them up, like you could only choose to do music strictly or visual arts. Uh, which one would you go with? Man, you know you can't do this to me, man. I got to. Honestly, I think I'll just choose death. Um, <laughs> nah, no it's been fun. Uh, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's been fun. I think I would just bow out. Um, hmm, if I had to choose one, bro. Like, you can't touch the other one at all. You, you know, you stick with a keyboard or you stick with a pencil. <laughs> Bro, here's the thing. Because, like, I'm really thinking about this on a grounded level. If I could only do music, I feel like I could tell a designer what to do. But I'm so nitpicky. That person would hate me by the end of it. (laughs) And bro, same thing with art, bro. Ah, man. Dude, I don't know, man. I literally like, it's rough. That's, That's a rough question. Like, I'm just, I'm ten toes at this point. It's just mm. I can't even I can't even choose. What came first? Were you like more into music first and then went into art or like art into music transition? Bro, this has been a lifelong thing on both sides because my mom was a singer. But she was also a stained glass artist. And she also, she literally would, like, she was a graphic designer as well. Like, she would design the pamphlets for, like, the church service every Sunday. So I literally saw my mom cooking up graphic design when I was six years old, five years old, like, and then she would wake up the next day and sing in the choir. So that was my introduction. Mm-hmm. Like, just both at the same time, pretty much. Just like ambidextrous, like, you know, like, and then when I was young, I was always making art. And then I was always like i used to sing in a choir too when i was a kid but then i go to the the kids the children's church and then i'd be like drawing and like coloring and like uh and then my family's really really musical as well and like a lot of artists in my family a lot of musicians in my family like if i told my family i was like going to school to be an accountant they would have been disappointed in me <laughs> <laughs> not for real 
They're like, nah. They would have been like, what are you, they would be like, what are you doing with your life? Like, you need to go to art school. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's super cool, bro. Uh, but yeah, bro, it's all been it's been like the same thing, bro. Like, I literally like it's been concurrent. I mean, there have been times in my life where I was like, fuck design, I'm about to just do music. But then I always came back. And then same thing with music. I would be like, yo, like literally after I dropped my first album on Ausla, I was like, yo, that was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Fuck music. <laughs> like, I'm literally just going to focus on, you know, working on design and stuff. But then the user X project came around and I was like, yo, mm-hmm. I can't. I can't stray away. You know what I mean? Like it just, at this point, it's just like, this is what I'm doing. You know what I mean? So, and they go hand in hand, they work together. I learn things doing music that I can apply to design. I learn things from design that I can apply to music. That's it. That's it. I was going to ask you about the, um, if like working on one thing, like what has it taught you about the other thing? Cause I, I got watched a lot of movies. And I still learn a lot of things about like composition and design, um, even though it's like you know never stills. I always try to like take away things that I could like uh, like learn and apply. Like I love watching the breakdown about movies, like how shots are composed and how music is like used to like support the sceneries and, and things like that. Um, totally. So I was gonna ask, like, what's like something that you learned from music that you apply to your visual arts? Um, this is what I've realized is the most important thing, and this is just my opinion from my experience. Doing both things, the number one thing that is like. God level most important is proportion. Proportion is everything. In art, in music, architecture, design, fashion, Mm -hmm. proportion is everything because a good beat, like a good song, the type of song that you would hear and you would say, wow, it's mixed really well. The beat is hard. And he floated on the verse. Mm-hmm. It's just great proportions because the proportion of bass to higher frequencies hits. And even with rhythm, syncopation, the proportion of dead space to filled space is what gives us rhythm. You know, the drum hits, then it doesn't and another drum hits, then it doesn't. But the way that you space those things out creates the rhythm and creates that beat that you're like, damn, that shit's hard. And then, like I said, mixing is like about the proportion of frequencies. So, and this is like a super like crazy key to just become better at mixing music overnight. But you literally want to have each of your sounds in a specific frequency range so like your hi-hats are going to be you know in this certain frequency the kick is going to take up this frequency 
And because the proportions are laid out so well, when everything is together, nothing is, uh, everything basically has its own spot and nothing is competing with another thing. They're just strengthening each other because they're all in their own frequency and in their own lane. Mm -hmm. So with art, the same thing applies with values because your values would be like frequencies. So light to dark ratio, that's literally like, you know, base to treble ratio. So if you want to have a piece, and it also is about the message you're trying to convey, but if you want to have a piece that's like darker and heavier, you're going to have a higher proportion of dark values to light values, you know? Mm -hmm. And you just need to find that proportion. And then another... Another parallel is harmony. So in music, harmony is organized by scales and keys. So if your song is in, you know, the key of C, there are notes in that key and you can harmonize with those notes. And things get like more advanced, like with like gospel and jazz. And the art equivalent is color and hue so the key of c is like equivalent to like a blue a blue colorway you know what i mean and then you know you have the blue that goes like if you've ever seen the circle of fifths in music theory it literally looks like a color wheel and <laughs> it's so crazy how all this stuff aligns but like a triad is a term in music theory where the triad is like you know this triangle of notes that always are going to sound good together, no matter how you turn the triangle. Same thing is true with art. You know, there's, you know, tricolor color theory, you know what I mean? Which is literally going to color wheel and you're like, yo, boom, boom, boom. And then there's other color theories that are like super weird. And that's like the gospel thing. You know what I'm talking about? Where like, you'll have like a, uh, you'll have like your darker tones, but then you'll put like whatever's next to it on the color wheel slightly higher in that darker tone and it's like yo it looks like you know oily or like glossy or like Mm -hmm. it just gives it that hit and it's unconventional that's literally like (laughs) gospel music theory or jazz music like ideology applied to art but at a base level foundational skills proportion is God in art and you have to have proper proportions for things to be communicated effectively because it's all just effective communication. Yeah. And no, I think that's pretty important. I would say I probably, yeah, I see it. I like how you um, related the whole um, like color scheme theory into like beats and rhythm because that's how i kind of look at it um especially when i'm doing like real colorful work um like harmony and how things look next to each other yeah kind of like how sounds behave next to each other to like amplify or you know lower something um real cool i never thought about music in that way but i guess you know from your background i can see it like that um 
Bro, it was really weird when I started figuring this stuff out, too, because you're just like, yo, wait a minute. Like, this is clicking. (laughs) Well, it's like, it's not just about, it's not just about, like, making something that looks cool. And it's not just about making something that sounds cool. And it's more like we're literally tapping into like the laws of the universe mm-hmm. and frequencies and vibrations. And the fact that the literally, if you look up like the music theory wheel and the color wheel is like literally the same exact thing, bro. Like the C, like if you look at a C and like, you're like, yo, that's yellow. And then you look at like an F, which is like parallel to the C on the color wheel, the F is purple. And it's like purple and yellow are complementary colors. Like, <laughs> like this is literally like tapping into like the secrets of I'm not even gonna say the secrets, but how reality works. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I'm sure it goes even deeper, but from my like basic surface level understanding of both disciplines, truth, truth is truth. You know what I mean? And it's literally like laws of creation. And um, cause you know how light is just like, uh, the colors are just like visual frequencies. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like literally the same thing, bro. It's, is really cool like and this is the type of things that i feel like privileged in a way to have done so much work in both disciplines like what i would consider good work in reaching that point i feel privileged to like and i'm not i'm definitely not the first one to discover this but most people don't think about that you know what i mean and like mm-hmm. they don't connect the dots there because there's no way for them to. Um, because usually we're told, like, get really good at one thing so you'll have a job. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Now, that's kind of how, like, I, I see a lot of, like, when I observe my surroundings. Um, every, like, especially colors. The way colors sometimes come about, like, so naturally is, like, bizarre. Because um, we're, like, so used to, like, orange and blues being complementary, right? Split down the middle. Uh, when I look at sunsets sometimes, I'm like, how does like orange and blue just like perfectly match together, you know? Or like plants that have red in it, like yeah. it's complementary and it just like works naturally and it makes sense. Um, and I think people sometimes forget that like our surroundings inspire us a lot and teach us a lot of things that we just like kind of glance over because it's like an everyday thing. But like you said, like the fundamentals and the laws about art, they're pretty universal. Um, yeah. And there's this term for color that describes it as vibrancy. Um, mm. And it's literally just vibrations. Um, and when I related those two terms together, I was like, it makes sense how, you know, there's some people who can like taste color or like hear hear things uh, in a different way, like perceive things or like matching a certain color to a certain number, right? Like some things just make sense naturally. Um, and it's just like cool to like, you know, recognize that because like, it's just bizarre how like things just work. 
um, and you know, music and art always go together. So it's just like a cool thing. So I'm excited to see what you do with like having the knowledge of both things um, and how you like support one another with the other elements. Nah, definitely, dude. It's gonna be like really fun and people always ask like what's up with the music like you know what i mean or like <laughs> people are like yo why are you verified like and i'm just like because of music like and then like oh you make music like i've never even heard your music and i'm like yo right now you're in the sandwich shop you know what i mean like, <laughs> you gotta go to the meat shop <laughs> <laughs> you gotta go to the steakhouse like, you know what i'm saying but, but no. it's my it's, it's my job it's my job to communicate effectively. Um, mm. And I'd rather wait until I can do that than constantly just like shill all aspects of my life. You know what I mean? Because what are you going to do with that information? Oh, like you make music. Cool. Like how does, and people are still figuring out how to play, you know, with music in this culture you know what i mean so um i want to give people information they can act on you know what i mean like i want to give people you know cool stuff and not just say oh yo look how cool this is look how cool i am look what i can do like oh i'm the best like it's like how does how do other people fit in this you know what I mean? How does, what does it mean to somebody else? You know what I mean? Like, and how it can affect their life. So it's going to be really, really dope when, um, mm-hmm. when the music gets involved, but yeah, I'm doing a whole memory album that goes with the full collective memory project. And it's going to be a really, really cool activation. And I have a lot of, you know, obviously like relationships of people in the music industry that are like, you know, straight Jedi's like myself, where we're not having it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, we're just like, we see like, you know, the Sith overtaking the council. Like we see mm-hmm. what's going on and we're just like, yeah, we got to go <laughs> to start the rebellion. We got to go to Tatooine. Like we got to do something else. Um, so yeah, things will be in play. And it'll be really, really fun. Um, I was going to ask you, um, do you feel like you were a better artist than a musician or the opposite way? You know, with all due respect, (laughs) you know, I got to choose my words carefully. With all due respect, I truly believe I am operating at the highest level of my industry. I truly believe I can make products and make art and make design on par with anybody. You know, like when I did my album, we literally, I produced the whole album. I had a Grammy award winning producer who the label wanted to do co-production, he would listen to some of the songs and he would be like, this is, this is perfectly fine. Like I had, bro, I had Pusha T on my album. He literally was like, yo, 
I was asking him, I was like, yo, what do you think about this verse? Should I change this? Because mine, I had a verse that like went right after his. He was like, no, the writing's great. Keep it like it is. I, at this point, you know, I've done the whole 10,000 hours thing like three or four times. And I say I really have to choose my words carefully because I know that, like, people take things in a certain way. And, you know, I would never want somebody to think, like, yo, I'm cocky or, like, I'm, like, an asshole or, like, whatever. But, you know, like, when it's raining outside, the ground gets wet. Like, we can see it. We can feel it. (laughs) <laughs> it just it just is what it is at this point. It would be like if I chopped down 10,000 trees and someone's like, yo, are you good at chopping down trees? It's like, yes. <laughs> it's like, yes, bro. Like, I'm Benji. Bro, I've bro, I've like sacrificed so much time, money, going broke, lost friends. I've had homies that died that were, you know, trying to chase this dream with me and getting people have gotten lost in the sauce. You know what I mean? Like I've been through, and I've said this before, like I've been through every emotion when it comes to this art thing, music thing. And now I'm just at the point where like, I know what I'm capable of. And it's just time for me to make what I want to make. And I'm really good at art. I'm really good at music. And it's only because I've been doing it my whole life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I would be lying to you. <laughs> I would be literally a liar if I tried to act like this wasn't the case. But that's why I say with all due respect, you know, obviously, with respect and with love, because I still feel like a servant. Like I still, you know, when I learned how to make, when I learned how to do graphic design, it was in church. And I was like learning it, like, you know, under the thought process of like, I'm literally learning this for God. Like, like you know what I'm saying? Like, it was that serious to me at that time. But, you know, um, I just feel like a servant. And I feel like, now it's time for me to just bring the things that I believe should exist, you know, um, to the world, like in some way, shape or form. So, and it's fun. Like I'm having fun doing it. Um, so I wouldn't say I'm better at art or better at music or one or the other. I just literally can create whatever I want. And that's really like the real, uh, the real like key and like the real thing that I've like am proud of. Mm. I can make whatever I want. Ultimately, if I want to, literally, if I want to build a house, I can like design that. Mm-hmm. You know. Like, I'm literally working on this concept from, 
a studio, music studio, because I don't like the way that music studios are set up. And I feel like it's all focused on one point in a room. And this concept is like a music studio in the round. So instead of the laptops and the speakers being up on a wall, it's like they're in the middle of the room. And there's a like a, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen like a Lazy Susan, but there's like literally like a round table with the Lazy Susan. You can put keyboards, laptops, everybody has access to the speaker system and the walls on the outside are like angled to make the sound still sound good. But I just say all that to say like, that's a fully fledged concept that I was able to make in Illustrator, in Photoshop, with renders, with, you know, um, tech sheets and all that stuff. Like, so it just doesn't stop at music or art for me. This is like Mm -hmm. just the discipline of create creating period. So all that stuff, I really want to bring to the forefront. Like, and, um, I'm in it for life, bro. And that's why I say like the whole super thing, like, I wasn't like, oh, I have to jump this. I have to do this. I have to like, because I'm like, bro, obviously we don't know. You know, everyone's going to die one day. We don't know when that is. But I'm like, yo, like, I'm in this for life. So I'm not rushing. Like, if anything, I'm just rushing to, like, get better so I can, you know, do better work. No, that's crazy. (laughs) I love that that last part just rushing to be better because i think that's how i think about it about my work a lot i know that i'm always going to be doing something new and like learning a new skill so i'm never in a rush to like make art but i'm always in that like urgency to like grow and, and try out new things so i love the way you phrased that um probably a way better answer than i would have ever thought of nah bro i really just like I don't, I definitely like, I don't want people to think I'm like a psychopath or like megalomaniac or like any, any of that type of shit. Like, but if you, like, if somebody asked me, like, I'm not going to lie. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, I just got to keep it a bug and like, you know, but I'm having fun. Like I said, it's all fun. It's like super lighthearted and like, I'm having fun doing this stuff. Like working on the discs, working on the memory project, doing, making beats. It's like, I literally feel like a kid, like just in my room again, cooking up. Uploading, like, <laughs> like taking it straight to SoundCloud, like, and just having fun, bro. Always gotta have fun with art. Um, we're approaching the, we've been here for like an hour and a half. Um, I just wanted to, you know, thank Roz for just giving us the time and the insight on his choices in art and how he manages everything. Um, Big, big fan of your work overall. I think your sense of graphic design and your language. We we always talk about the language of your design. Um, And we we talked about how it was International Ross Day, that an image (laughs) can, like, transcend um, a verbal language. And, you know, it's about, like, the imagery and, and the message. Um, and I truly think that you like present yourself really, really well um, in what you do and how, what you design. 
So, you know, thank you for letting us, you know, tap into your brain. Oh, for sure, man. Anytime, like, it's fun. You know, I love the burritos. <laughs> you know, I love the burrito dial, man. Like, yeah, man. it's just fun to, like, discuss our ideas and, like, you know, like, 90, 90% of, what, you know, what you hear is, like, from people in the real world is, like, you know, this projection of something else or, like, what they think they should say or, like, what they, you know what I'm saying? But, like, mm-hmm. one thing I like about all the artists, community, uh, here, here does is, like, we all just, like, are very honest and we're just, like, yo, this is me. This is what I'm trying to do. And that's it. Like, and a lot of the people that I've connected with, they're on the same wave. And it's just like, we can have these like open discussions about art and like, you know, our ideas, we can get critiques, we can just keep it a buck, you know? And I think it's really, really dope that, uh, you know, Burrito Dow started doing these, uh, interviews and talks with people. Um, because, you know, just seeing one piece of my art on the TL, I would have never been able to express all of that. Um, but that's why things like this are really fun because, you know, we can dive a little deeper and, like, get to the core of it. It's all about the fundamentals. Full circle. Uh, if anybody in the crowd has any, like, last-minute questions, um, go ahead and request something. We're gonna get ready to close out the space. Um, if not, I do have like a final question. And if you want to share any like upcoming news for your collectors or anybody, um, like specific project dates, uh, just go ahead and let us know whenever. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, the only thing I really want to say is I'm going to be. Uh, posting like a new announcement trailer for something. Um, that's going to be for the next drop I'm doing. It's called International Roswell Day. And it's literally just me adding to my existing collections on foundation. I'm adding six pieces to my memory collection. And I'm adding 14 pieces to the runes collection. Um, but another cool thing about that day is that I'm announcing my larger project, which is not a 10K. <laughs> it's not a 10K, I promise you. Um, it's a new idea. It's a, compl- it's a new strat. Um, I could see this becoming the new meta in a lot of ways um, for NFT projects and my big thing is like, yo, I want to be the one here that like thinks about people's experience and the experience of a 10 K has not been very fun for a lot of people. And literally my homie went to this uh, Stanford conference. It's like all these devs, they go to Stanford and they have all these like, you know, long talks, breakout meetings and stuff. When he came back, he was like, yo, of everything that I heard and saw and experienced, and a lot of these people are in crypto too, they're like, yo, nobody 
in that space really cares about people and their experience and giving something to the space. Everybody comes here to take and run it up basically, which is not bad, but cause that's, you know, how the real world operates as well. Um, but he was just like, yo, you're in a position where you can give something to the space, a new idea, new ways to do things and create a playground where like people can just have fun. So that's kind of the spirit of my larger project. It's called collective memory. Um, and yeah, I'm excited to announce it. Like I said, I'm in this for life. Like, and it's just, you know, a very important brick in the building that I'm trying to build. Um, so yeah, that's all I really got to say um, about upcoming things. And I'm going to actually post something here shortly that has oh, the new, the new pieces that I'm going to mint next week. Say less. I'm looking forward to that uh, promo video because the ones that you've done they're they feel like Apple commercials to me. <laughs> just the level of quality is like insane. Uh, so I'm uh, just the promo video itself. I'm looking forward to that, but also just to like look at the art. Um, so you know, everybody keep an eye out for that. I know it's gonna go crazy. Um, drop day is gonna go insane. So big big shout out to Ross. Bro, the videos are so fun. Like, bruh, like, that's when I really have fun. Like, because it's just like, I can put so much culture in those videos. Would you say, what do I use? Yeah. Oh, well, for the first trailer I ever did, I literally used After Effects. The second trailer I used Premiere. When we did the Pure Drop, I edited that in Final Cut. And Final Cut, I know people don't like it in the video editing world, but for me, it was, like, really nice and really smooth. I also just did get a new laptop, and it's very fast, and it was, like, the most buttery process ever. So I'm actually hyped to, like, edit more videos and, like, do more stuff like that because, again, it's just fun. Like, and it's, like... uh it's like another piece of the brand in a way that's like tells you about it and it can deliver the DNA of your brand outside of a product or a piece of art. And it's like a lot of times those things surrounding what you're trying to do um, are equally as important as the final, whatever the final deliverable is. So like, you know, if you're doing a pop-up and you're selling shirts, like how's the pop-up decorated? What's there? Are there sculptures? Are there cool lighting? Is there music, smoke machines? Like, you know, is there like a car there or something? Like a lot of that stuff you can really have fun and like flesh things out. And it's not as like serious as like, you know, putting down a stroke on the piece that you're working on. It's like mm-hmm. it's just more vibey. So I always I'm gonna do trailers and um trailers, like posters, flyers, all that stuff. Oh yeah, and then I have a collector's edition that I'm dropping for my collectors, um that have like basically like, you know, uh funded what I'm trying to do. Like, 
literally I bought my, you know, this, this computer with, you know, money that I made minting NFTs and like putting art out. So they're literally like, you know, expanding the vision in a way. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing, um, an addition drop, uh, for my collectors. So yeah, all that'll be announced in next week, probably on Monday. And then the actual drop will be on the 27th. Good to hear, man. Looking forward to that. Um, lucky to the collectors, because I know that these are probably going to go crazy like everything else. <laughs> man, we're cooking up, man. You already know. Oh, we know, we know. But appreciate your time, Ross. Thank you so much. Uh, we could probably like go on and on in hours about anything related to art, but... <laughs> We'll go ahead and cut it here. We've been almost here for two hours. Uh, appreciate you. Appreciate everybody tuning in. Uh, everybody who stayed in the crowd just to listen. Uh, thank you all so much. Um, right, I'm about to tweet this thing real quick. We'll go ahead and uh, pin it up right after you tweet it so everybody else can share it and see what's going on. Also, I'm, I'm establishing like a Roswell Company collection that's literally just made to buy fire art. So that's something else that's like been really important. Literally earlier when I kind of first got involved in the culture here, like I was buying PFPs. I was like, you know, doing dumb shit, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and now, now I'm like, yo. I'm never doing that again. Um, unless the art is just so fire, I can't deny it. Um, but yeah, I'm setting up a permanent collection where I'm literally just going to be using that fund to like buy art um, that I just feel like is super, super fire. So a few of the pieces that I already own are going to be in there. Like I got some crazy Terrell pieces that are going to be in that permanent collection. Um, got a lot of dope stuff uh that's gonna be in there so that's also something that's gonna be announced on international roswell day um but yeah that's something else cool that day's gonna go crazy bro we're gonna have fun man yeah no i remember when you dropped the runes and you had the big screen going on and all the bids i felt like <laughs> i was like trading stock i was like oh my god <laughs> so that's gonna be a movie bro that was so fun like i literally like just took over a conference room at work (laughs) i know (laughs) and i was just like man was having a ruined ted talk it's like yo this is the war room bro oh yeah i remember that (laughs) the name that was crazy crazy time all right uh I just tweeted. All right. I'm go ahead and pin it. So is it on your main account? Yeah. All right. Cool, cool, cool. All I see is the dude with the 100 rounds and the Glock. <laughs> yeah, I gotta retweet that. That's great. Oh, yeah, because it was 3D printed. Yeah, it was 3D printed. <laughs> yeah, that's nuts, bro. Like, 3D printed guns, like... It's literally insane. 
Oh, yes, it's it. Yeah, no, that... All right, I pinned up the new post. That frosted black. Beautiful work. Oh, no, that's crazy. That purple is insane. It reminds me of the Gundam... Uh, not the Gundam. Um, Neon Genesis colors. Bro. Exactly, bro. See, man, it's fun. That's why art is so fun. Because you literally can just be like, yo, I love the colors of this weird mech in this anime and then you can literally just steal those colors and do a completely different application yeah but yeah. it still works because it worked initially you know what i mean it's just super fun make sure you load in 4k <laughs> will do bro straight up i'm like a resolution snob even if you do like lo-fi art we need that 4K. We need that Zoom. Like, I love zooming in on stuff. I love, like, seeing... Because when you're making, you know, stuff like this, it's, like, obviously not real, but trying to be real, it has to pass the Zoom test. And if it doesn't, you got to figure that out. Everything Ross makes passes the Zoom test, so you gotta worry about that. Bro, that Zoom test is critical. <laughs> that Zoom test is critical, bro. I hear, I hear the boy Charles has to be released from the the torment of being the host. <laughs> so we're gonna go ahead and close out the space once again. Shout out to Ross, uh, beautiful conversations and topics. And shout out to y'all in the crowd. Appreciate everybody for tuning in. Um, yeah, just go go look at Rob's work. You'll you'll learn a couple things. Man, I'm just a guy with a computer, man. We appreciate the computer guy. No cap. Shout out to Alex. Shout out to Naya. Shout out to No uh, to Ralph. To Ralph. Yes, young sir. young Medio Lanham. I had to say it right. Shout out Cliff. Shout out Gamo. Yes, shout sir. Shout out Dylan. Shout out Aaron Joe. Shout out Burrito. Sin for us. 3D. I see that boy going by with the One Piece tweet. Facts. Costing Facts. a ruckus on the TL. Shout out Serena. She dropped the new piece that is now on Foundation. Shout out Tyler. Shout out to Tetra. Shout out to Karma. D. <laughs> Tyler. Love y'all, man. Shout out Cliff with the thumbs up. Nah, 3D, you requested way too late. <laughs> Love you, brother. Hope y'all have a good day. <laughs> nah, we not gonna drag this. Nah, we not gonna drag this out. Um, but yeah, man, I, man, shout out to Burrito Dow. Um, I love y'all. Let's do it again soon. Yes, sir. We'll be back soon. Yeah, have a good one.